hola, hola, my name is Ricardo, I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jaycast. I'm Joel, joined by Daniel McDonald. It is Tuesday the 30th of January 2024. This is episode 295. Uh, can I ask you a sports question? <laughs> yeah, I like sports questions. I like sports. I like sporting activities. What you got? I'm watching a bit of sports right now. I'm watching the Arsenal taking on uh, Nottingham Forest away. Uh, that should be a win, right? And That's a win, right? I said it's a, it's a tricky one. Yeah. We are winning. Okay. We should win, and I'd be very annoyed if we don't win. But you can never tell in the the wacky world of the Premier League. Yeah. Because we lost this fixture last year, so who knows? You do Tuesday uh, night games. Tuesday night games. Uh, yeah, it's unusual. We wouldn't normally be playing on a, a Tuesday night in the Premier League, but oh, go on, Saka! Yay! There you go. See, it's two nil. There you go. See, I brought the Boom. good. I brought the goals, baby. I brought the goals. <laughs> we did. Barry. Shit, Nottingham Forest. Yeah, you Me guys tea. stink. Fuck you. No one likes you, Nottingham Forest. What's Nottingham Forest? Is that Robin Hood? Uh, yep, yeah, that's right. Oh, look at those guys. Bunch of wankers. Yeah, stealing from the rich. Ha! What a dummy. <sighs> <laughs> what a stupid sack and arrows. Dope. Hmm. Shooting hard on the uh, showing of sheriff. Yeah, sheriff yeah. Of I really don't care about him. I don't. I mean, um, <laughs> I had somebody yelling at me the other day about Queens Park Rangers. Queens Park Rangers. Oh, really? Yeah. How did that happen? Why was someone yelling at you about QPR? Uh, well, what happened was I got in an argument with my best friend. I still haven't talked to him in like two weeks because <laughs> he was I, okay. Right. Let's unpick this. What was the argument about? Um, you really want to know how it started? Okay, here's yeah. how it started. So I had people over, uh, and but like I was just like I didn't want to drink because I knew if I drank I would be just fucking miserable. And you know I got somewhat of a streak going, so I was like I, I'm not I'm not doing it. Well, he loaded up, and what did what were we arguing about? Oh, we were arguing about um, the the importance who who was more important in music in excess or Oasis? And I said Oasis. It's, it's not even a question. Like, it's not even debatable. Like, just look at the fucking raw numbers. He's like, oh, I Wait, can't. What, was, what was the band he was saying? Is in excess. In excess. I've never heard of them. You've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, trust me. You, I guarantee you have. Um, need you tonight. I need you tonight. Um, I mean, Michael Hutchins is. A f- I, I'd fucking bang the hell out of him. I'd let him bang the hell out of me. He's that attractive. Um, 
please don't. Um, it, yeah, I, I, I guarantee you, you, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's NXS, okay. Um, I remember Michael Hutchins. I remember that being in the news. It was like the late 90s, wasn't it? It was, yeah. um, there was one of rumours going around about him, Paul Yates. Fixation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Yates, they uh, had a kid, I want to say, Tiger Lily. Yep. Uh, Bob yep. Geldof had to get was, was involved and uh, yep. all that. I mean, look, the guy led the life. And and I love NXS. Don't get me wrong. They're one of my favorite bands. But, like, I mean, I, I can't sit here and say, <laughs> I mean, Oasis sold triple the albums that fucking NXS sold. Um. And he he always bring he always brings up uh, I don't know if, if you remember back at the Brits uh, Oasis was kind of cleaning up and Michael Hutchins was one of the presenters and Liam you know he's all fucking hammered out of his mind um, he's like you know something about like has-beens shouldn't be giving awards to current stars or something like that something something along the basically insinuating that mm-hmm. yeah we're great and you guys are old and good get off the stage. Uh, and he always brings it up. And he always like that's what made him kill himself, man. I'm like, shut up. That's not what it was. Yeah, he was just trying to have a lovely wank, and it went wrong. You know, things happen nothing times. wrong with that. I've been there. I've been hanging from a banner. <laughs> you know, things happen. You know, you make you know one wrong move, and away you go. Um, dick in hand. So uh, I don't know. It, that, that turned into. We get it, you know, just me being like, we do, I get it, dude. It's all about you. It's all, it's, you know, nothing, nothing, the, the world doesn't fucking turn unless you say, oh, we get it. And it was just that. It, it turned into one of those. Anywho. Well, I'm adjudicating here. You are correct. I am so correct. I have no doubt. I mean, I, I, there's no, I mean, just look at the fucking numbers. There's, there's no, I mean, come on. And again, uh, I love both bands, but I'm just trying to, trying to keep it real, as, as the kids say. Um, what was our point? <laughs> what was the point of this? I had a sports question. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Arsenal. Oh yeah, so then uh, it was uh, well, then there's a, another there's another guy that comes, you know, Mackie. Um, yeah. but he's a fraud because he <laughs> because he likes Manchester City, and I'm like, dude, you oh, never, fuck off. and I'm like, you never rooted for Manchester City, never in your entire. Oh yeah, I did when I was. Three, uh, my mom would, would put, I'm like, you're so full of shit. You've never said the words Man City. Um, and But the reason why he likes them is because uh, Oasis. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's how that. not, not a big Georgie Kinkladze fan then, no. <laughs> right. So but then, fucking fraudulent Man United fans like Okada. No, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> Okada now. But he, he's a Man City fan. This tells you all you need to know about that sort. Oh, is that right? He is a Man City fan. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I, how we got to uh, Queen's part, it was. Um, Robert Smith of the Cure is a fan of, the, of that particular squad, um, and that's like, and, and I think I just threw out the line. I was like, "What am I going to start liking them because of the Cure?" <laughs> you fucking idiot! I'm supposed to like Ashton Villa, <laughs> the best Duran Duran. Ugh, I hate people. I just there's I just I'm so I'm daily every single day I'm disappointed by human beings every day, and it, except it, me. Except you, you know, you were, you, that is exactly true. That is exactly true. And it's just like every day you wake up and you're just like, oh, I, I, I like, you're just like, I need a change. I, I, I feel like I, I just want to move, you know, maybe I should move to Thailand, Joel. Seems like a nice place, right? 
lots of uh, uh that's great lots of lots of uh fun and nice weather and a whole street of beautiful women <laughs> yeah i sound i sound like a 50 year old man excellent things in exchange for, for money <laughs> that's sure. right hey i'm sure you know uh hey you want to you want to detail my car if you know what i mean <laughs> um but that's like i'm just like i'm i don't know there's like i i think if somebody said i'll I'll, if you take this pill, you could change everything in your life. Now, you're going to have to get rid of some of the good, um, but it's a complete change, and you get to pick the change. Uh, or you take this pill. I, I feel like the Matrix, but or you take this one, and you know we never had this conversation. I think I would be, I think I would be taking the pill. I think it would be taking the pill. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Right? Right? Yeah. Oh, and, and oh, the job interviews are driving me crazy. It's really I, look. I, I'm going to come clean. I, I've been looking for a job for quite a while now, um, and it is the most... forward slash shows forward slash uh, <laughs> super dash j dash casts. Right, right. Um, and trust me, I I feel the uh, the ageism in the world. I feel it. I feel it in the interviews. Um, but I also feel the. Uh, just the, the, if anybody else is is actively searching for uh, employment or new employment or a better situation, trust me, I'm sure they're nodding their head and be like, "This is this is torturous. It is. It's absolutely fucking torturous. It is the worst. It honestly, I would rather at this point sell fucking drugs. You know, I feel like I would be a really good drug dealer. You know what I mean? Like I would be. Well, I had a suggestion for you. Exactly. Uh, great company you could work for that actively discourages uh, young people from getting ahead. What's New that? Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> oh, boom. <laughs> uh, we do a podcast about New Japan Pro Wrestling, don't we? Thank God. I mean, trust me, this pays. Eventually. Week. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I'm afraid. Um, take our time. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's our show. We'll do what we want. Um I'll tell you, I was so happy. I didn't have to, to like, I, I was just happy we did it. Every once in a while, I'll just be goofy and be like, hey, we do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. Uh, I was thrilled that, that, that we do that. Because <laughs> if I had to sit there and talk about that monstrosity of a fucking wart on the, on the, on the back end of society, I would, uh, I would jump out a window. Oh, God almighty. What do, why do we like this stuff? <laughs> why do we like this stuff? You know, I'll, I'll tell you why. When it's good, when pro wrestling is good, I, I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing that beats it. Not music, not film, not TV. There's really nothing that can beat it when it's when it's really firing on all cylinders. And every once in a while, like the engine will kind of rev up a little bit, but then it'll die and it'll you get a little glimmer of hope and you'll it, it'll just sputter. But I will say this, there is nothing worse than bad pro wrestling. Like I would rather watch a bad movie than watch bad pro wrestling. I would rather watch I would rather listen to bad music than watch bad pro wrestling. Like there's nothing worse. And I just feel like we are in this pattern of okay, here's a here's a taste of something good and then and then, you know, everything that surrounds pro wrestling. 
just one of those weird things. It's and you know what it is too. And hopefully things change. I know I'm, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Uh, I say this every time, though. I say this every time. Maybe something will change, but I, I can't think of an industry that's technically legal that is any worse. Oh wait a minute! I take that back. U.S. healthcare—that's <laughs> worse. <laughs> that's, that's worse than the WWE in pro wrestling. Did you watch the Royal Rumble? That no, not a second of it. Why did you? I, did. I, I watched the men's Royal Rumble. It's one of those things. I, I just misogynistic there. Year. Why not? Why not watch the women's one too? Huh? What's about you? Can't give equal time. Um, it, well, the reports I heard was that it was not very good. To, to be honest, neither was the men's one. The men's one was crap. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I should go and watch the women's one. Maybe, maybe it was great. Who knows? I, I, I just, I don't. I haven't watched a WWE thing in 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 eon. I can't remember the last time. Can't it was extremely funny seeing CM Punk uh, tear his tricep oh. and put on the shelf after taking like one wrestling move. <laughs> he is fragile, isn't he? Poor guy. He's just trying to. He's just trying to 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 put a fucking. Know what he's trying to do? He's trying to put a nice bow on his pro wrestling career. You know what I mean? Like he's just trying to end it on a. On a high note, and it, it just keeps falling apart on poor guy. <laughs> like at yeah. every fucking step, it's like another, another. That's it. Midas touch. Everything yeah. he touches turns to shit. Yeah, look, you know, not for nothing. I'm a. I I do like the CM Punk, uh, but you know, there's a common denominator, and sometimes you're the common denominator. Uh, when all around, trust me, I, I think of it every day. <laughs> I trust. I, I I do it every day. I I think of that statement. Common denominator in all this. So, um, uh, no, I didn't want. I mean, what 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 are they building toward? They're building toward Roman and uh, Cody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it seems like I don't know if the Rock is supposed to be involved in that some way, but yeah. I mean, fair play to Cody. That's. I mean, he's doing all right for himself, he, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he got. Well, here's the thing: isn't this is like a year in the making? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he supposed to take the title? The story. Yeah, oh, the yeah. story. If I hear that one more time, his story. <laughs> fucking Christ! <sighs> I'm, I'm going to say this: his best match, and I maintain this, his best match was against uh, Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom 12. I don't know. I didn't. Want, I I was take. I was in the line taking the piss. <laughs> uh, now it was some it, line. It was good. Yeah, yeah. That line was that line very efficient too. Very long. You look at it and you're like, oh, I'm. There's no way I'm going to make it. Line moved very well, very well. And uh, next thing you know, relief was on its way. Uh, yeah, I I don't. I mean. I don't. I I couldn't tell you half the people that are in WWE. I really. I I couldn't. I couldn't pick them out of a fucking police lineup. Um, no, that was my takeaway. Like most of the Royal Rumble, all these guys coming out. I'm like, who's this? What? Right. What, what is? Right. What's happened to this roster? Right. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like me reading like the Coachella lineup. <laughs> <laughs> like who the fuck's this been? I have never heard of these people. Uh, yeah, that's me. That's that's me. Definitely. Uh. All right, look, I know we have plenty to talk about. I know uh, the world is abuzz with uh, Okada stuff that we still don't get credit for. <laughs> yeah, can we just say this? Sorry, excuse Bye. anyone. Next time you talk about the Barry Bloom stuff, it was us. Yeah. Super J that broke that news. Wouldn't kill you to 
Throw our names out there. I'm, I've given up. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've given up. One, I've here's the thing. I've given up in the sense of... So we... I mean, I think we both made this decision, but I made this decision long ago, and, and I think you... You know, you you've been running the show on social media, but you know, you even you were like, I'm, I'm f- when you say running the show, you mean systematically alienating large, <laughs> increasingly large chunks of our listenership. Yes, exactly. that is what I have been doing. I love that. That I see the difference between us and every other show is that we don't fucking care, right? Um, as long yes, as we get, I've actively credit. tried to shrink our listenership. <laughs> right, right. There's too many people listen to us and follow us. Right, I don't like it. No, I hate it. Uh, I'm. My I'm ho- goal is that it's just me and you talking. That's all I want. I want somebody to give me the numbers, and and I want to see a big fat zero of downloads <laughs> and listens, and then I know we can end it because then that's it. Like I don't want to stop. I'm. We're not we stopping at a spite. Yeah, we need them to 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 do that um but like okay so here's here's a realization too one the tweets are like when we tweet shit out again it just gets stolen every once in a while we'll get credit and whatever the retweets but it doesn't really mean anything like it doesn't mean anything to our listenership it doesn't mean anything to, to all that but then trust me there are people that don't listen to us that like you would think would listen probably fucking should (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't i don't understand that like how would you why would you i don't know like i don't know like if i i'm gonna throw like just something random uh i don't know fucking if i were in a i don't know depeche mode uh forum or discord channel or whatever i'm not saying our discord channels this way but i'm just but there are i know there are but like if i'm in like a depeche mode discord wouldn't i listen to depeche mode right wouldn't i be like i don't know yeah and you certainly want to be listening to depeche mode before offering some strong opinions about depeche mode right right thank you very much right man they should fucking stop with the drums and the they've had, they've had live drums for fucking twenty years, Uh-oh. people. <laughs> oh dear, not going for us to just pull the goal back. Uh oh, that's not good. They they stole two minutes of normal time left. I'm stealing scared. from the rich. Hold me. <laughs> They're stealing from the rich. <laughs> Here we go. Robin Hood. Fantasy football clean sheet points. A silent flute says, "Who are Damon's favorite all-time Phillies players?" <sighs> wow. Um. Would it shock you that I'm, I was never really the biggest? F- well, I was growing up as a kid, so let's go on that. Uh, okay, favorite Phillies players: um, Cliff Lee. I liked a lot. He was a pitcher. Um, but see, my favorites are like older players, but and they're like weird players too. Uh, like, like <laughs> I like this pitcher. His name was Dick Ruthven. <laughs> I just like the way he pitched. That's uh, a great name, Dick Ruthven. Uh, the Phillies had plenty of great names. Uh, a guy by the name of... I must not feel that name, Ruthven. Right, Dick Ruthven. Um, number 44. Uh, who else did I, would I say that I was a big fan of? Um, I liked like, a guy, a Bob Dernier. He was this <laughs> center fielder, uh, uh, and uh, he stole a ton of bases. Uh, I, liked, I liked the way that... I liked that. 
Uh, I liked the. <sighs> Who else did I like? I did like. Um. See, I'm naming like all these older players. Uh, the current lineup. I guess I like Schwarber because he's just like this. Like he, the guy looks like he just fucking walked off the construction site. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he just looks like like it's just a fucking guy that just happens to be able to hit home runs, and that's about it. Um, I don't know. Do I like Bryce Harper? I guess. Um, I don't know. Baseball kind of is weird for me. Like I just sometimes I'm just like so boring. <laughs> So incredibly boring. Okay, I was t- that's not the response I was hoping for this. No? Let's move on then. All no, right, all right. no I, I'm, I'm pulling the plug on that. So, all right. um, boy, Dan's going to have a fucking field day with this show. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Antonio asked a question last year. You kind of touched on, but I do think it's worth going back to. So, he's asking about Bushi Road, like have they run their courses, New Japan owners? And there was some really interesting stuff shared on all Discord. Oh, <laughs> very scared. No, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god a little bit of shit just came out oh of my ass that's hard. um right so aramitha <laughs> shared uh, a link so it's www.matthewball.vc forward slash all forward slash gaming 2024 so he it, says it's a very good read about the current economics for developing video games and how grim the overall outlook is right now it focuses on the us but also includes mobile so it has a lot of observations that are probably relevant to bushi road the mobile player base has ossified into a small number of titles that get most of the money and developing new titles is prohibitively expensive. No, stay, stay with oh, me. I'm sorry, okay, sorry. okay. All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll skip. I'll, no, I'll you're fine. fine. I'm, sorry. I'm being an um, uh, um, Investment in general is trending well below where it was projected to pre-COVID. So basically the short version is Bushiroad uh, invested a lot of money in uh, a market that basically <laughs> is going down the shitter. Okay. So I was curious as to whether this might affect New Japan, like, is it possible that because the mobile games division of Bushiroad is going tits up, that that is hamstringing New Japan from a financial perspective? Or do you think those two aspects of the Bushiroad portfolio are separate enough for it not to be an issue? Well, because we have heard accounts that Bushiroad don't have a pot to piss in. I don't know whether that is people being fobbed off, people who are asking for improved contracts, or if this is a, a genuine thing that might have something to do with the mobile games market. Um, dying on its ass. Well, I mean, look, if they're pumping out that that line to the wrestlers who are trying to renegotiate deals or negotiate deals because their contract are up, then yes. Yeah, then that's a problem. If they're using that as a crutch and saying, we're poor, we have no money, we can't give you anything, um, we can give you a, a free hot dog <laughs> for your troubles. Uh yeah, that that's a that's a problem. The one thing I don't understand is is why would they be uh, in one big pot? Because trust me, let's put it this way: if if it were reversed and the then the mobile game industry was booming, do you think any of that money would be funneled into New Japan Pro Wrestling? Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's not like, you know, New Japan is doing absolute gangbusters and should be rolling in money. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm suggesting that New Japan money is being taken out of New Japan and put into 
the mobile games division. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm an idiot, basically. Yeah, I don't I know just... that. I mean, like, I don't know. I wouldn't know it. Like, if somebody told me it, I wouldn't understand it. I would just look at them with, with like, a glazed eye and be like, I have no idea what the fuck you're saying. Um, can you explain it like I was fucking three? Um, but, look, I mean, we've heard it that that the, you know, discussions do involve that, you know, Bushy Road being cash poor. Okay. Well, like I said, if the, if if roles were rever- like I just don't understand what one has to do with the other. To be truthful, like if the pro wrestling division is, you know, let's just say it's it's doing okay, because I don't think it's doing great, but I think it's it's doing well. And in the Bushi Road portfolio, um, when they look at all the different divisions, I mean, the the pro wrestling division seems to be. One that is, uh, you know, holding its own. Right? I just don't understand what, why, like, what would be the, um, the financial and economic and business gain for Bushi Road to have all these numbers mixed together? Like, wouldn't it make more sense? Because they're completely different things, right? They're com- they're, they're completely different people that they're targeting with their marketing and and who does what where and why and and how they generate income like to put it all in one pot seems very very silly to me um but okay i i, I guess your question is this is is their business dealings with this mobile bullshit mobile app shit um hurting New Japan, and I'm going. And I'm going to say, apparently, it is, or maybe even closer to the truth is, at least they're saying it in in their negotiations with the wrestlers in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, is it impactful? Yes, just for that alone. Just just because they're using that as a, a, a bargaining tool when sitting down and negotiating contracts for the pro wrestlers. And if I were the pro wrestlers, I would be like, I don't give a fuck about the mobile apps. I'm going to where are we in, as a pro wrestling division? And here's my, here's the past two years of what we've done and what I've done. And what, what, what do I need to do? What do I, you know, what do I, what do I need to do? Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, but I'm sure somebody smarter than me will be able to say, well, this is why they do this, and this is why they do that. Um, Breaking news, full-time, Nottingham Forest, one Arsenal, two. We go, did it, Damon. There you go. Bringing the points back home. Bringing it in. Bring it home. Um, yes, yeah, so um, there you go. What do you, I mean, so what's the general, what's the word on the street with that? Um, no, it's just idle speculation from me. It, 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 it's public knowledge that Bushiroad's, the, the stock problems were caused by investments in the mobile gaming market that failed, basically. So, um, yeah, that's that. NFTs? Uh, let me ask another Any question. NFTs um, involved here? Is it, um, don't make me talk about NFTs because I'll get okay. very, very angry. Right. Uh, it looks like the WWE Network is going to get subsumed into this Netflix deal. How long until New Japan World and similar Japanese wrestling streaming services suffer a similar fate? So do you think that is a sort of an in- inevitability that, NJPW Worlds is going to get hoovered up into one of these massive conglomerates, or do you think the sort of the, the Japanese TV market is uh, more impenetrable? 
Yeah, I think it's a little different, right? I think it's uh, – I don't necessarily think it does get, get swallowed up like that. Um, I mean, stranger things have obviously happened, but it's it's just – it's two different styles and ways of doing business. Um, and maybe that answers the first question, really. I, I don't see that happening. Um, I wish they would because, truth be told, the, the, I, I'm, to this day, Joel, uh, do you have problems watching shows? Like, stuff doesn't load for me. I'm still really annoyed that I can't just put on a show and watch the whole show, that I have to go, like, navigate to... Chapter like, 7, season <laughs> 2. Yeah. yeah, That is ridiculous. Oh, stinks so bad. Why can't they? Why can't anybody get that right? Um, every time I try to load something up, every time I don't care what browser, it just doesn't. The show doesn't load. I can get to the you know, click the button. I can do that. Uh, it never loads. It never loads. So uh, thank God for torrents. Amen. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'm going to move on then. Um, uh, Andrew says, live reactions to this, please. I've sent you a link. So this is uh, exclusive footage of what Okada is going to be doing after leaving New Japan. Oh, so uh, I have sent you a link on the app. Uh, your WhatsApp. Yeah. So the fans would like your live reactions All to right. Let's see. this 49-second um, video clip. Okay. Um, oh, there it is. Um, oh. Is this Shenmue? <laughs> is it it's not no. oh like it's i mean he's frying stuff he's making a sandwich in his tights he's got his shorts on his okada shorts on there you go gave you a free plug uh there you go he's making burgers looks good it's a big burger um no nah. you got a moss burger i believe that is i believe it is we don't i don't know if we have a no, I, we don't have them around here that's for sure oh he's chomping it up uh <laughs> Who made this? Uh, and it's now we got a big chicken wing. Is that what that is? The ring? Or <laughs> I don't know. This is like really <laughs> very, very bad kind of what well, early two thousands tier graphics. And I, this seems to be like an official Mossberg produced video. Yeah, <laughs> I would have thought they'd be able to actually get Okada himself in the kitchen to, to shoot this, but apparently yeah. he big leaked them too. So <laughs> let's use some um, bad computer graphics instead. There's but a lot of that going around. doing quality to it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a madman right now. He's just big time on everybody. Um, <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the word on the street? What, what, what are we, we really haven't heard much of, of where he's landing. I mean, I think the general consensus is um, AEW, right? But I still, I, from everything I've heard, it was it's been WWE all along. But who knows? Uh, well, Dan, our, our um, I'm not going to say friends. Um, the people over at Monthly Progress have insisted that he's going straight to NXT. So if that doesn't happen, then you can strike them off the uh, the credibility charts. Aww. But uh, there you go. Other other opinions are available. I it would be funny if he ended up in WWE. I don't really care that much either Neither way. To be honest. I I truly. I don't, I don't like, I guess I, I, I mean, look, I would take him tomorrow, but like it, wherever he lands, I hate to, I hate to say it. Like, well, you know what? I think there would, will be some interest, um, just to see what they do with him wherever he goes. So maybe 
probably listen, if I'm being truthful with everyone, I'm 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 going to see where he goes. And just that, you know, okay, that beginning. Because I did it with Shinsuke, and it was that match was really awesome. Uh with Sami Zayn. I remember that well. Um, so yeah, I I, I will. I'm I'm like I can't sit here and be like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll watch wherever he goes. But but I will be honest and say I, I don't care where he goes. I don't I don't care if he goes to AEW. I don't care if he goes to WWE. Um if he goes to AEW, I'm sure I hear people, well, there's a good possibility he could then be on New Japan show. Okay. Well, no, we'll no thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good. Yeah. I, I, I really feel like in in my head, in my heart, in my enjoyment of New Japan Pro Wrestling, I've moved on. I've I've moved on. Um and that sucks. <laughs> I hate to say it because because it's just like all right, well now what? Um, but yeah, I mean, I did where he goes. I mean, doesn't really matter, does it? No, who cares? Um, <laughs> all right, I'm moving on then. So let's talk about Road to the New Beginning. So we started Tuesday, January 23rd in Coracoin Hall. So I'm not going to go match by match or just give my cliff notes for the undercards. First of all, I want to say uh, for both nights, really outstanding job by. Walker Stewart flying solo, and, and he had some help. We had uh, Hinari popping in on the first night, and I think he was supposed to have ELP on the second night, but ELP got sick, and Walker was sick too. But did Walker phone it in, and, and, and did he say, oh, no, sorry, I'm a bit poorly? No, he didn't. He delivered a, a top-quality performance. I wouldn't have been able to tell that he was sick unless I'd seen the tweets myself. So uh, well done to him. I, I think he's getting a lot more confident. I dare say more confident flying solo than when he is in a, an overcrowded booth with people who talk over him and, and don't listen to him. So <laughs> you should do it by yourself more often. I, I, I tend to agree. Um, the idea of him flying solo so early in his new Japan career. I mean, look, if you, if you said, okay, the guy's going to have, you know, what, two months under his belt and, you know that now he's going to fly solo for some shows and look emergency situations call for emergency um performances and and stepping up i mean seriously if you told me that he was you know 2 months into this i wouldn't have believed it he sounded like he was right there and and i will say this too you're right in in the sense of you know you need – there's no way he could have done solo shows by himself starting out. But he's picked it up so quick, and he's gotten so comfortable behind the mic that I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be weird to talk to yourself for, you know, two hours or so, three hours. Uh, but, you know, actually he's talking with us. You know he's 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 with us watching along. <laughs> uh, good for him. Good for him. That's I mean that's not easy. It's not easy to do to talk for three hours by yourself. Number one. Number two, you're doing it apparently under the weather. And you know what's scary? I had to go to the doctor's uh, today. I just had a regular appointment. Don't worry, everything's okay, everyone. Um, they make you wear masks again. We're doing masks again. Ooh. In doctor's uh. offices, yeah. Uh, the COVID is back. 
uh, COVID's back. I know a couple people who are uh, had been banged up with it. So yeah, I was just like, like yeah, sir, you're gonna have to put on a mask. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, it's where. I was like, oh Christ! All right, <laughs> fucking Christ! I was just like, what? What? What, what are we doing? Twenty one. What's that? What is this? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Masks on. I, I like they gave me the that it was like you know one of those medical masks and they gave it to me and I just stared at it in my hand like oh, what we're not we're, we're like I wasn't I'm like I'm not gonna be like I'm not doing this and rah, rah, my liberties and rah, 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 I'm not doing that but in my head I'm just like what what like, it took me by surprise like, what do we what <sighs> What, see, see, there's another thing, Joel. There's another thing where I'm just like, "What are we doing? What am I doing? What is happening?" Ah, uh, all right. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about New Japan Pro Wrestling, shall we? Yes, let's. Um, so we had some unfortunate news that Master Huato has oh. torn his left ACL Ooh. and he needs surgery. Uh, so that's unfortunate. I mean, I'm a Watto defender. I thought he had a really good year last year, and I was looking forward to him seeing him push on. I thought there's some interesting seeds being planted, but maybe this could be a good chance for uh, a repackage for him because show was been quite heavy handed in uh, the the use of the grandmaster nomenclature. So we'll see uh, if there's uh, maybe a, a new lick of paint or a new moniker when he does come back. I don't know if that's going. Despy's mentioned something about six or seven months, but those are quite nasty injuries. Um, yeah. But they did make it into an angle with uh, a show beatdown. Um, so that's a couple of months on the shelf, to- right? That's at oh, least. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he's he's going to be out for a while, but they they have sort of set up the return program for for when he does come back. So uh, yeah, we hope he gets well soon. Um, other bits and pieces from the undercard. So there, there was a little backstage brouhaha between David Finlay and Gabe Kidd. So Finlay was trying to do his promo, and Gabe Kidd was just sort of shouting as he does behind Finlay and Finlay said, Gabe, shut the fuck up. I'm talking. And then Gabe sort of stormed off and the cameras didn't follow him. It was sort of barely picked up. You'd have to be paying attention to see that he did actually storm off. So uh, I was, you know, some people are saying, oh, you know, they're, they're saying, sowing the seeds for something coming up in the future. I was wondering if it was a shoot, like maybe <laughs> he was genuinely annoyed with Gabe mouthing off and then Gabe got cross and, and stormed off in a huff. Uh, so I'm not really sure what to make of that, but um, just throwing that one out there. I would love it if um, that were the case. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's this interesting stuff going on with this United Empire Bullet Club feud on these shows. Like it could go in lots of different directions, you know, there, there will be lots of twists and turns, I'm sure. But um, it was interesting getting uh, to hear Callum Newman have a bit of extended time to talk on on the mic. And I think, although he's not in the cage match, I think trying to elevate him should be one of the goals. And I'm sure that it is. Um, and Greg Khan's been talking a lot. He, he sort of called out Okada. He's been talking about his regional revitalization program, how he's going to defend KOPW on house shows and the rules are going to be different depending on which region he's in. Uh, but yeah, he's talking about how he's holding the KOPW title that, Okada invented and abandoned. So I don't know. Mm. I, I would be surprised if one of those Sapporo matches uh, for Okada involves Great Okan, but um, he is he is shooting his shots anyway, as the kids would say. Um, so, I mean, that's all I got from the undercard. So I suppose we should move straight on to the 
never, not a never, what we're talking about. This was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with uh, El Desperado getting in his first successful defense against Yoshinobu Kanemaru, 23 minutes, 55 seconds by <laughs> the website. It says, instead of numero dos, it says numero deuce <laughs> with two O's. So numero deuce. Um, yeah, this is a good, good match. Um, I like Despi's new red mask with his lovely ponytail flowing out from the back that the, the hair, his hair is like his energy bar so as his hair gets sort of fluffier and more unkempt that's as he he's, he's losing his powers and and uh, this match sort of reminded me I, I don't know if anyone else will remember this one the 2017 best of super juniors match when they were both still in suzuki-gun and it was like everyone in suzuki-gun was bullying despi who was really trying hard and trying to win the match legit and they were sort of gaslighting him and being nasty to him he, he got bullied and outnumbered and, and even back then had this so tremendous uh, underdog babyface energy. So it's, it's nice to see what six years, no, seven years later, it's uh, coming to fruition with a big match like this. And um, I mean, this tour, this part of the tour is very House of Torture heavy. But I do feel that each member's featured matches, whether you know it's a Ren singles match or, or a Kanemaru singles match, they they've got their own identity. This is not just like um, a monolithic House of Torture. Interfering uh, sludge, you know, yeah. Um, like there are concentrated, like very, very concentrated bursts of interference, but they usually have nice payoffs. Like in this match, um, Despi's old dojo buddy Tamatonga, he, he came out and rescued Despi, and then Despi punched even in the gonad, so that you, you get a little bit of it and then a nice payoff, and then the match moves along. Um, I thought Hinari was really good on, on color commentary here, he was adding the nuance of little things like Kanemaru putting Despi in the Boston Crab, treating him like a young boy, etc. and yeah, we know how good Despi is at, at doing the knee matches. He was working Nobu's left knee, which I think was the one he had the kayfabe injury to. So that played into the finish. So when the uh, limb work plays into the finishing move, that always gets an additional half star from me. And, and there was a really nice post-match anecdote from Despi about um, when he and, and Tama Tonga were together back in the day. He was invited to go out on, on a drinking session with Tama and Fale one night, and he ended up keeping Tama out of trouble. And now Tama had returned the favour. So that was really nice. I enjoyed hearing that. I always like those little behind the scenes glimpses. Um, and then Despi was beaten up by show post match. And I think they've announced the match for night one at Sapporo Despi versus show Despi says he, it's a, it's going to be a special singles match. He said show doesn't deserve a title match. He says you can't can't just have like anyone saying oh I want a title match and immediately <laughs> really? get one. So he he refused <laughs> he refused his title match. But um yeah this this was fun good good stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean I know the the old everybody loves to say it a million times, but I'll say it a million and one times. You know you get Kanemaru in the ring and he's just such a fucking general. Like he just does things really well. Small things, you know, stuff that probably falls under the radar for a lot of people. But it's just those small little sequences and those smart, um, nothing overly flashy, just smart, tight, you know, snug and safe pro wrestling. I, I like what a gem. What, and it's not like El Desperado needs to be coached along. Um, but I do like it when a guy like Kanemaru can get a little bit of a spotlight match like that. I thought the match was good. I don't think it was one of the best. Um, I don't even think it was their best match, to be honest with you. Um, but it was good. Like, I think I like El Desperado as a champ. And like for me, and I, I know I saw that Hiromo resigned. 
which is a good thing. And again, nobody's complaining about that. Because trust me, if there's anybody that that can get on here in the states, uh, is Hiromo. Like he has plenty of connections, very close to here, and that honestly had me a little bit worried that he might be one of those guys that might. This because as as we've said about Okada a thousand times, like it's kind of like okay, so what are we going to do with Hiromo? <laughs> right? Um, so he was one of those guys that was in the back of my head of, oh, this this might be trouble. Um, he might be back in the back at the Jersey Shore, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I like Despy as champion a lot. I think I don't like the red mask. I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. But uh, him as champ. Let let it rain. Like, I want him to hold on to a title for a long time. Because I think there's a lot of fun possibilities that we can go with. Uh, and I know we say this every time, like, he wins a championship. Or uh, just, just a different flavor holds on to a belt. Like, the idea of all these different challengers that could possibly be. I think like he him being champion helps helps at least fuel people's uh, desires for fantasy booking great matches. They you, you might not never see them, but at least it opens up the possibility in the door there. So I'm good with it. Yeah. It wasn't a bad match. Like I would give it like if we're throwing the flakes around. You're not at four, are you? Three and three quarters. Yeah, perfect. You're, we're, we're on the same page. Yeah. Well done. Well done, everyone involved. Um, so then the following day in the uh, Corican Hall, January 24th. So again, cliff notes from the undercard. Uh, interesting little tidbit here. The uh, young Lion match in the opener. So there was Shobakata and uh, Oleg Bolton defeated the team of Katya, Murashima and Toriyano. So um, you would have thought with Yano being the only established wrestler in the match that his side would be the winning side, but it wasn't. It was the two young Lions who won. So, I mean, obviously it was Murashima that took the fall, but I thought that was quite an interesting one. And um, yeah, I, I think now Oleg Bolton is the, the the most senior young Lion left at the dojo at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, yeah. So um, yeah, him, him getting a win here, that's uh, something to think about. He, he's got his own finishing move now. It's called Kamikaze. So there we go. That's uh, something to to look at. Oh, yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. So I'm going to take a slight tangent here. Uh, you, you're familiar with the game show Gladiators or American Gladiators, sure. as it would be known to you. Yes. So um, that has recently been rebooted and um, showing on, on BBC British Television on a Saturday evening. And I've been watching that with the family, and that's been a lot of good fun. So I was watching it, and then this character pops up on my screen. You know, I've sent you a picture on... What's up? Um, this guy's name is Bionic. Now, are, are you thinking the same thing that I was thinking when you saw this guy? Oh my gosh, Zach. <laughs> That's right. It's, right? Yeah, it's, it's a. Zach Saber Jr. Yeah, it's Zach on the gas, is what it is. Zach on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so there, there we go. I don't know if he's moonlighting and he's, he's got himself incredibly jacked, but. Um, yeah, Zach had a, a singles match against Tiger Mask, which, you know, the match itself was nothing to write home about. But I wonder if uh, Mr. Sabre Jr. is being heated up for a big run because mm-hmm. he's been talking a lot. He's mentioned unfinished business with Okada. He's you know, suggested a, a proper send-off with him in Sapporo. And, and again, I don't know if that 
necessarily is going to come to pass or if it's him just talking, as guys tend to do in New Japan. But uh, he said next time Okada is back, he's going to be IWGP champion. So he's doing a lot of big talk, Zach Sabre Jr. We have discussed a lot about how with all these comings and goings, he should be a guy that benefits from this. And and I think it is about time we kick the tyres and um, push the boat out, so to speak. And maybe... Do we want to strap up? Do yep. we strap him up with a big boy belt this year? We sure do. Yes. Yes, we do. I say yes. emphatically say yes. I am I am in the the Zach camp for a nice lengthy title run. And uh I if I'm not mistaken, it was either last week or the week before, uh I had some desires uh to see him do something fucking nasty. Like just like I just want him to do something dreadful. I don't know what that is. Like I said, Hiro Matsuda break someone's leg. Yep. Shoot. Yep. I want. I want a a, a compound fracture in the middle of the ring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we need some. Uh... Got one of those young lines on the shelf. Show yeah. Makato. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wato's getting surgery anyway. Might as well just you know <laughs> he's going on in life anyway. Uh, yeah. Snap a limb. But no, I need something. I, I, yeah, you, you kind of need something to remind everyone um, that he's a dangerous guy. Because um, I think a lot of people enjoy watching him. But there there has been something that has been lost in everyone loving the, the backstage promos and the fucking smartassness. And uh, again, the ring work is, is fantastic. But there is something missing. And and to help elevate him, and I'm assuming we're looking at him being a heel. Uh, go all out! Like I want, I need something to really solidify him as a as a problem, as a real fucking problem. Um, and then yeah, strap him up, strap him up, because like, what would be the negative of that? One. He's popular everywhere. Like, he's popular in Japan, obviously. And when he goes to the States, uh, I could be dead wrong. Maybe I'm blind as a bat. But uh, I kind of see everyone loving the Zach, right? Um, uh, He he comes home. uh, People are on their feet for the guy. Uh, Like, I don't see, like, like, obviously, he can cut a promo. Obviously, his ring work is unbelievable. Uh, I just want him to be dangerous and a and a threat and a problem. That's all he needs at this point. And then I want him strapped up, and then I want him on a on a fucking breaking legs tour. Like I want him to fucking break everyone's fucking leg. Uh, and then we need to build up uh, a hero, if you will, to take that belt away from a guy. Which here's the thing. The, the the way that plays out is a thousand times better than we need a hero to kick the shit out of evil for being a fucking rule breaking cunt. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it works so much better. Like people, I think, would enjoy it tenfold. Um, I'd, and and I dare say, uh, anyone who disagrees is wrong <laughs> about that. I'm going to go so far as to say. Uh, anyone who disagrees with that is you're wrong because that is the way to go. And in the meantime, 
you're you're getting your those young guys. You know, this is, we got to we got to start moving the ball here. So maybe simultaneously, we build and build and build. We're building two guys at once. Imagine that one guy to, to go on a on a, a wrecking crew streak, and another guy to build and get big wins, so that when the time is right and the irons are hot, boom, we have a nice match, maybe two, uh, toward the end of this year that I think people would be uh, falling head over heels to buy tickets. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, "Ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, this should be a big year for TMDK in general. Them, I think um, I would like to see Mikey and Shane 
get a proper run in the uh, heavyweight tag division at the top of that. We're going to talk about Kosi Fujita soon. Let's get Badu Teets in, in the country as well so he can do something. So, yeah, I mean, I, I am sort of looking ahead to that uh, Danielson Zach mm-hmm. singles match or rematch coming up. And we, we, I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole of um, parity booking with, with AW, but that would be an excellent yeah. launching point for the big Zach run for yes. him to get a clean singles win yes. over Danielson and maybe break break one of his body parts, put him on the shelf. Wouldn't that be so, nice? You know, he, he wrestles fairly infrequently. So, yeah, that is one I'm circling in the diary as being a, a huge, a colossal match yeah. for defining where Zach is going to go this year. So, no doubt. There's that. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm in full agreement. Yep. Go for it. Yep. Yeah, uh, we have um, G.O.D. versus G.O.D. proposed for Sapporo to be Tamatonga Sengloff match. So that'll be Tama and Tangaloa against ELP and Hikolo, which uh, other people scoffed at. I quite like that idea. I think it is an appropriate send-off match for Tamatonga. So I'm, I'm into that. I think that'll be uh, good and emotional. Uh, Francesco Akira was very annoyed backstage with TJP for all the heavyweight chat. He feels like TJP's turning his back on Catch 2-2. Mm-hmm. And TJP said, like, oh, no, I can do open weight stuff. I'm, I need to step up for the heavyweight things and, and lead this group. But I'll never give up on Catch 2-2, blah, blah, blah. But... Uh, something is definitely brewing there. Uh, I think when this is all said and done, I would be surprised, dare I say, a little bit disappointed if Acura is still with United Empire. I don't know if that's going to be Acura turning on them or them turning on Acura, but there's been an awful lot of noise there. So uh, something to keep an eye out there. So that is all from the undercards. And let's get straight on to business then. In particular, the semi-main event, the... Seventh match, which was the never open weight six man tag team championship match, mm-hmm. where we saw the champions, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, defeating in their eighth defense the challenger team, Kosei Fujita, Shane Haste, and Mikey Nichols. 22 minutes, 15 seconds. Okada pinned Fujita after a rainmaker to successfully retain and then vacate, uh, or at least suggest vacating the never six man championships. And uh, yeah, this is where. I get slightly irritated because there was been... who Mark Pickering for for <laughs> for, for, for Okada not doing a job on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there has just been an awful lot of straw man argument nonsense of people loudly criticizing uh, completely fictional fans who the, these fictional fans have apparently demanded that uh, Kosei Fujita pin Kazuchika Okada. I've not seen anyone saying that. I certainly didn't say that. Maybe actually listen to what we say, because uh, at no point did either of us say we think Fujita should pin Okada. And let's be honest, Fujita pinning any of that trio would have been absurd, right? In kayfabe, purely kayfabe sense, Kosei Fujita is a rookie junior heavyweight and and the bulk of his experience on the main roster has been uh, as a tag wrestler in Super Junior Tag League. So him pinning Ishii or Tanahashi or Okada would just be silly. No one was saying that should have happened. Now, I think it would have been nice for TMDK, for like Shane and Mikey to, to finally win a big match. You know, maybe hit Tanahashi with that tank buster or something, pick up those titles. But I don't have any real problems with, in in isolation, Okada getting the win in his last Korakuen match and having the big love in. He deserves that. He deserves that. In isolation, it's fine. But... But in the context of everything we discussed last week, I did uh, snort with derision when not only he retained the titles, but then uh, vacated them. Like, 
I mean, sure, it's only the six-man titles. There's not some uh, magical transitive property that would have uh, injected TMDK with with Dream Team superpowers and superstardom. But you know what? I'm I'm just the kind of person, Damon, who likes to see a title run end with one guy losing the title and a new guy winning the title. Like, call me an old fuddy-duddy. That's that's just the way I like things to go. And I will not, I will not be gaslit into thinking that this is some kind of unreasonable, outlandish idea. Now, the match itself was very good. I liked it a lot. The title reign in general has been fantastic. Yeah. I thought in this match, Fujita was excellent and he managed to make himself look good despite him basically being executed at the end. And, and I'm sorry, I don't buy into this narrative of of this being some kind of, of, of generous gift by the selfless dream team who gave gave Fujita an amazing amount of offense and, and made him look like a star. He got punked out in this match. If you think Okada taking one German suplex and a victory roll near fall is some kind of, of Christ-like blood sacrifice to the young line altar, then you have completely lost your sense of perspective. I don't care, Damon. I'll call it like it is. I think Fujita looked good in spite of the match layout, not because of it. I, I, I don't think the youngster lining up to eat all of the signature moves of the older guys, barely breaking a sweat, is a, a particularly glorious way to end a championship match. But that's just me. I could be on an island with that. And look, it's, don't misquote me. I'm, this is not even me complaining because it made sense yeah. within concepts of all the guys and all the storylines. It made sense. I'll say it again. Kose Fujita, he's a rookie junior heavyweight. I have absolutely no problem with the way this match was laid out. The dream team should be beating this guy like a drum. That is fine. But can we please stop pretending that this was some kind of masterclass in putting over young talent? Don't talk shit. This was all about Okada and that's okay. He's earned it, but let's be honest and call it what it is. Please don't throw flowers at these men for giving Fuji some some scraps from the table. Damon, please talk some sense because people on both sides of the argument are going full smooth brain on anything Okada related and it's doing my head in. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Look, I I think people may have confused. And look, I and and here's the thing. I don't remember what I said last week. So I maybe I did. I you know what? I, I wouldn't doubt if I sat here and fantasy booked an, a scenario where fucking uh, the, the the upstart junior beats Okada on the way out. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, I also threw out, you know, he should probably shoot kick him in the face and, and you know, <laughs> launch a, uh, a a career. The I just find it amazing that they just stick to their guns. And I have to respect them a little bit for it. In the sense of they stick to their guns. Like, there is no way they are going off the beaten path and for any reason uh, doing something crazy to just to fucking wake people up, uh, especially on a guy who's on his way out. I'm going to be very truthful. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. He's leaving. And and I I, I, know, I know this might be so ridiculously old school, and, and but, like, I don't know. I, I I just I wouldn't have a problem with it with it happening. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. The guy's leaving. I don't give a shit. Who cares? Um the they they just stick with their guns. They don't they don't move from what what they are. Um and I think us sitting here and even fantasy booking it 
is just a waste of breath because they're not gonna they're not gonna do something like that. Now, as we move on, would it be nice to have something happen as as he as he leaves? They won't. Again, they're they're not going to do that. But wouldn't it be nice if if they did? And again, the as we outlined with with Zach, um, uh, you know, I don't know, just something like I I, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, okay, this is just a celebratory tour, Joel. This is just him. This is just a company saying, okay, as you described it perfectly, uh, that unfortunately got put. What did they get thrown on YouTube? Uh, yeah, I put it on. Oh, YouTube. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, okay then. Then you're on your own on that one. Uh, I was like, did somebody put this on YouTube? <laughs> like, why am I seeing this in my feed? But my intention there was to make it easy to listen to and digestible oh. so that people wouldn't have to listen to our entire podcast and nonsense. You see how well that worked out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Look, we do a show, right? And sometimes we will pose scenarios just to get people talking and thinking of what if. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the, the, but the reality of this is this. Uh, you had a young lion. Uh, he's not a young lion. I take that back. He is a young junior, and I put that in air quotes because I don't think he's staying a junior. But okay, he's a junior. Uh, in the ring, in a six-man situation against Tomohiro Ishii, Kazushi Okada, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> like. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? Um, if they had balls, eh, maybe they maybe they did something crazy. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna do that. So yeah, you're left with this. You know, you know, you, you're gonna get the tears in the ring, and I love how everybody's like, oh, you could see how emotional he was. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like that's wonderful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really? I'm like, okay. Uh, I don't I I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Look, we 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 gotta move on. And I'm and I'm in a in a in a big way, I'm kinda like I'm I'm ready to move on. I can't wait for these shows to get over with. Cause I'm because you're right. Uh, these shows we have circled. Because for this company and for people moving forward, like these, these are these shows coming up to me are more important than like Wrestle Kingdom was. Like, like if Wrestle Kingdom is the end of the season, if you will, uh, then these shows most definitely are a okay. New Year season one, um, and, and I'm not saying it's make or break. Don't get me, don't don't take it like that. But f- like we're all sitting here, you know, like Judge Schmales, uh Well, we're waiting. Uh, we're hoping that that good stuff comes of it. They have the and here's the thing too. They have the opportunity. If this is just going to be, oh, everyone cries. Eh, okay, we could do that. 
That's fair. The guys, the guy, if anybody in that company has earned that, sure, absolutely. This is pro wrestling. We control, I'm speaking like I'm the company, but they control how we can move forward. Do we want to think outside the box? Do we want to kind of get the ball rolling on that? Or are we just going to sit there and hug each other? And as the guy leaves, uh, he speeds away in his fucking Ferrari. Like, what do you want to do? What do you fucking want to do? And if, as a fan, I would think, as a fan, I would think, there. here's the problem. There is a time and a place for everything, right? There's a time and a place for everything, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm on board with that. And I have no problem honoring a guy who gave his heart and soul and his body to this promotion and to the Japanese pro wrestling scene. No doubt. I, I can't, you can't take that away. There's a time and a place for it. We could do so much more. And I would think as a New Japan pro wrestling fan, you can see the bigger picture of instead of, instead, cheer me out, instead of having the love fest and the tears and the hugging and all that, Let's get a little fucking nuts, and let's think. So that's about- break his legs. I'm not, listen. Uh, fine, Maybe, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? He gets like everybody's looking for the big send off, and he gets carted out on a stretcher. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went one step further. I want Zack Saber Junior. to do uh, replicate the Quan Chi fatality from Mortal Kombat Four. I want him to rip Okada's leg off, wow. and then beat him to death with it, with it as Okada's trying to crawl out of the ring. This, there we go. This is what I want. Yeah, but I'm. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I'm out of line in the sense of we have an opportunity here. Um, now again, we could sit here and fantasy book all day long, right, Joe? We've done it. Everyone's done it. And I've said it before coming up with the ideas is not the easy part, or excuse me, it's not the hard part. Coming up with the ideas is the easy part. It's going to the building and being like, Hey, look, we got this idea. Uh, we, you know, we kind of want to get this guy over in the future and you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're leaving and can you, you know, would it be, you know, you know and he'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So that's the problem. The easy out, look, the easy out, and I think the out that we all predict is is the cry and the goodbye, I love you, and uh, everyone chanting his name, and that's it. Roll credits. Um, I want to get a little crazy. I want to get a little nuts. I want to, I want to. I want to I want to turn off that show and feel like holy shit what the fuck just happened here because those moments are few and far between and even when you're pumping on all cylinders right even when you're pumping on all cylinders those moments are few and far between and and we have an opportunity for one and that's all I'm saying is that we have an opportunity for something that could be remembered for a long long time if only we had the guts to do it chris says how did you read the outpouring of emotion after the six man all the hugs and handshakes did it give you goodbye forever or goodbye for now vibes daryl says how many tears does okada shed at his finale between wrestle kingdom nine nakamura's goodbye and that last korokuin show he obviously has a track record is the rainmaker going to play it cool or is he going full rick flair waterworks on us hope it's the latter make it rain kazi uh yeah he's gonna cry all 
of the moisture out of his body <laughs> until he is uh, a husk like a wheat mix yeah. and he will crumble uh, into dust. Hey, how about Ishii tearing up backstage? I thought that was much more uh, interesting. I've never seen um, a stone pit bull move to that kind of emotion. Right. Uh, Multiverse A says, if Okada signs with AEW, which seems likely, could you see a Muto versus Tanahashi Wrestle Kingdom 3 situation where Okada returns to put over one of the young guns at a future Wrestle Kingdom? And no. if you followed the Wrestle Kingdom 3 path, would you have him as the IWGP champ like Muto. Ah. 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 I don't. Like, do you, oh, seriously, Joel, in your heart of hearts, can you see that man ever coming back and putting over anyone? Uh, never say never. That's one thing I've learned right, in sure. our covering this podcast. There's There's been stuff where people have told us XYZ never going to happen and Bing. it has. So I... Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. And I do think there would be value there. You know, if Okada goes abroad in, in the States and becomes, you know, even more of a star there, and then comes back at some point and we have like a huge, I don't know, Wrestle King. What are we up to, Wrestle Kingdom? What have we just had? 400 18, right? What? Uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, I don't know, 22 or something. Uh, Okada versus Shota Umino or whatever. And Okada's putting over Umino. Um yeah, I think there's value there. I mean, there's an argument to be had about that taking a spot from a New Japan regular, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're trying to pop a big he's a new number at uh, yeah. Tokyo Dome, yeah. I mean, and, and if he is putting over a show to Umino, I say, yeah, do it. If you can talk him into staring at the lights for for one of the the uh, New Japan guys, then yeah. by all means, and, you know, and, and even me sitting here for five minutes talking about, come on, have the balls, do something fucking crazy. Um, one thing I did fail to consider, let's be very truthful here. I don't like the the crowd, and, I, and again, for me to speak for the Japanese audience would be silly as 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 anything that has come out of my mouth. But I think they want that send off, like they want that moment to show their appreciation, and I think he does too. So again, that probably is another strike in the. It ain't going to fucking happen, but uh, it's one thing to consider is that let's, you know, they want to give him that the, the, the send off. And here's the thing too. He goes away and let's just say two years, three years, whatever the fuck it is, right? Five years, whatever. Comes back. He'll be near 40, right? If not 40. To say that he's at his prime, eh, probably we're, we, we've we've missed that. But I'm I'm willing to gamble uh, that he's that he is you know him at eighty percent, him at seventy five percent is still better than half the fucking people in the business. Um, and he'll have, I, I you know the perception might be this is a big star coming back home. Uh, and the value of him putting over someone then, as opposed to my harebrained idea to do it now as he's leaving, he might absolutely have more value doing it later. Um, and I'm not saying that's even going to happen. You know, that, that that's a million years. What you know, might as well be a light year away. But if I'm thinking out loud, there's probably more value there of him coming back and doing it as opposed to leaving and doing it. Um, 
but I think you know what if you said okay, put down a hundred bucks. What are you What are you thinking? I don't think he puts it over anybody in either scenario. What do you think of that? Uh, and tell me another guy who's earned that to be able to call his shots like that. There's not many. You can count them on one hand. So uh, I think we're going to get a love fest. I, uh, yep, I think we're going to get the tears. There's going to be plenty of them. Um, I'm going to I'm going to hold out hope that they're going to do something a little crazy, but uh, it's kind of like wishing for. Uh, you know, a new car under the Christmas tree <laughs> when you don't have any food in the refrigerator. Uh, you know, it's, you know, champagne wishes on a beer budget, I guess, is what they say. All right, last word of this match, then Dr. Gary says, is Fujisa the real deal? The guy seems to have it all and more. Could you see an Osprey-style run through the junior and then up to the big boy belt, but accelerated? I, I, I'm i telling you, I, I, I think he doesn't stay a junior. Um and I'm and I'm trying to, like I don't think is, and I I know I always sit here with and I talk about the height, the height, the height, the height is the problem. The height is the problem. You can't fucking grow inches. You can, you're gonna. Um, I think he's I think he's not obscene, right? I mean, he's not like Trent Beretta Jr., but he's, you know, he's he's not tiny. Um, I I I I like him a lot. And um, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, he might be getting lost in Team DK. Uh, because everybody talks about a lot of the other guys. I love him. I think he's a talent. I think he's fucking great in the ring so far. I would I would love. I can't wait to see him. And let's put it this way. I think we're going to be saying his name a lot two, two or three years from now. Like I think, like I, I think he's going to be a guy. That's how high I am on him. Yeah, I think TMDK is actually the perfect vehicle for him. I think it's almost like specially designed to get him over. He seems like like the crown jewel of uh, TMDK. They're constantly putting them over, and, and the matches are built around showcasing him. So, um, yeah. I think this is a very promising trajectory for young Kosei Fujisawa. All right, uh, let's move on to the main event of this show, which was Shota Umino defeating Ren Narita, 33 minutes, 45 seconds by Death Rider. Uh, this match was a lot longer, a lot more intense than I expected, but really entertaining. Yes. I know a lot of people said they thought it, it dragged, but not for me, man. I, I, there was, I thought it was well-paced. I thought there was really surprising nasty table bumps that they did not need to do like make no mistake this is a road to show right this is not one of their big shows it's not even one of their name shows and i think the both these guys saw read the room and saw the vibe with okada leaving and went out there to make a statement and look we're all in agreement that shota is the guy but i thought rim was really good here too i think we're kind of a lot of the fan base is stuck in this sort of cycle of micro-analyzing everything narrator does and, and I think being overly harsh, overly critical on him, I think he's a... He, I thought he's very good here, Ren. He's a nice foil for Umino. I, I'm not saying, you know, he's going to be the ace of the company or anything, but I find him a lot more fun to watch now than pre-house uh, Ren narrator. He'd lost his way a bit. And, and like I said with the junior title match, the House of Torture interference stuff, it's, it's really concentrated. So there was one tiny spot... And then Despi, the lights went off. Despi and Tama Tonga came out to save the day, which kept up the energy. And in general, I think both Shota and Ren 
really stepped up here and showed up to an impressive degree. And and we needed this following all the Okada gloom. And it was really nice after the match. Tama gave Shota his blessing afterwards. He told Shota to go and kick Evil's ass. And a, a really great promo from Shota, who was talking about very poetic language. When the rain is over, even when the darkness comes, he will be the light to guide and lead the way. He declared himself the new ace. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Me too. And I love the fact that they gave them uh, a lot of creative control when it came to, you know, spots outside the ring. Like, you know, they, they let them go. Um, and, and, and go, they went, <laughs> right. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not keeping it in a ring. We're going everywhere. I was, that was good. It was, it was, uh, somewhat shocking to see in the sense of, okay, they're, they're, they're letting them loose. Let them, let them have some fun. I thought both of them did really well. Look, a lot of what we do here is us speculating on blue chip prospects and because that's our future. That's, that's who we're looking for to carry us through for years to come. And when you get – I don't know. I, I kind of felt like this match – they're, make no mistake about it. They, they, I mean, they're wrestling each other, which I think uh, helps continue that progression of the, making them bigger than where they are now. I love the post-match. I did uh, uh, love what I heard there because he's a guy that's like, okay, you know, I, you know, I don't think anybody's questioning the fact that he will be there in a few years. But, you know, he's like, you know, give me the ball now. I love it. Love it. Love to hear that. And again, wrestlers say what wrestlers say. Fine. Um, I've always thought, Joel, that people were overly harsh on Ren. Uh, is he like, like, okay, if we're ranking them, okay, sure. I can see where people are like, well, he's definitely fourth. Okay. And that's that I, I, I'm not going to try to sway those opinions because I think in time, People will change their minds and and move those people around to fit, you know, how they're doing in, in that exact moment. Uh, but I, sometimes I do. I do. I do think that 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 it's an easy, repeatable narrative that people have in their head that he's no good. He's washed. He's fucking, you know, just bottom of the barrel. He's a fucking Shabbata wannabe dollar store version and and all that stuff. Um he's he's I think I think I think there's plenty there. Like there's plenty there. And and here's the thing too. The idea of turning him in or keeping him or whatever as this fucking again carbon copy clone of of Shibata. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> like I'd rather see something completely different. I really would. I mean, maybe not completely different. Like I don't want to see him, you know, being the new leader of House of Torture, mind you. But um, like this, you know, he's got to be this fucking shooter. I don't know. Does he have to? I mean, do we need that? I thought I saw somebody in the Discord say something that really struck with me. He's like, people have this this perception of seven, ten year ago Shibata that they want. 
like this this idea of him. Um, it's like okay, <laughs> you know, what I mean, we can we can, we could do that, I guess, but why? 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 Why do we need that? Why do we? Why do we need this guy to be that guy? Um, so, anywho, I think there's a lot there, but yeah, I, I did enjoy the match, and I love the way that they gave them uh, a little freedom to do some uh, exploring around Corkin. Uh, Andrew says, now that House of Torture are officially the second most popular unit in Japan, how should House Deny send their apologies? So there you go. There, mm. There's a, well, a best victory lap. <laughs> House of Torture are good. They are over. Uh, Hamburg Gal says, how, <clears throat> excuse me, how are we looking for the implied Shota never run? Um, I, I'm i okay with it. I just, I kind of hoped for more from Shota. Shota was a guy that I would think, you know, if he's out there saying, I'm the ace, never titled, doesn't quite cut it Correct. for me. I want to see him winning the Japan Cup or winning the title at Dominion or winning the G1. That, that doesn't, being in the Never title mix doesn't preclude him from doing that, but he should be aiming bigger than that. Right. I know that the, the thought process is, okay, well, it's the Never belt. You know, it's the starter belt, so to speak. Now, no, N- emphatically no. Let's shoot higher, right? And you're right. Does, does it have to be, the, you know, instant world no of course not we're not giving him but uh i think when the time is right you know global when the time is right new japan cup when the time is right something something a little bit more lofty should be his goal uh because when you look at the the never title and there, trust me there are, there there have been plenty of times where guys you know have used that as a stepping stone um you know i just i don't want to say it's it's a title that might be beneath where we want him to go but let's not fuck around with the never title let's not <laughs> let's 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 shoot a little bit higher for him uh, out of the gate now, will they? Probably not, right? If if we're being brutally honest, probably not yet. No, let me take that back. Yet, um, but no. If I'm, I I, I don't think I want I want to set his heights higher. Let's 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 have him leapfrog over the never. Flynn says, can you see any silver linings in what's happened? I feel quite excited that I have no fucking idea what's going to happen now and that people will get some big opportunities. I'm kind of ready to move on from the people leaving now. I'm looking forward to getting to New Japan Cup season and having a proper reset. And Louis says, I think the future is still bright for the future of New Japan with Fujita just killing it during that six-man never title match. The main event between Shota and Ren, all the young talent is really stepping up. What else can the other roster do to help the company? So, I mean, yeah, I I feel those two questions kind of complement each other and, and echo our sentiments. I feel we're on the same page, David. We're both quite bullish about how New Japan's going to do. We both think they're going to be fine. Um, there is a vacuum, there's chaos, but that is exciting. Um, and there's going to be big opportunities for, for people to step up, whether that is guys who've been sort of pushing against the ceiling, like your Zack Sabre Juniors or, or the Young Guns coming through, or, you know, maybe we might get someone coming out of left field, like a Nick Nemeth grabbing the ball by its horns and, and becoming a, a star. Who knows? Like, and, and all that uncertainty is exciting to me. I like the fact that, you know, if you were to say, who's winning New Japan Cup? Who's winning uh, G1? Who's Wrestle Kingdom main event next year? 
I don't really know. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, you know, what was that show? Uh, <laughs> the fucking show where, you, you know, you're trying to go out on a date and the people are behind like this wall and, you know, you don't know what you're going to fucking get, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. And it is exciting, right? Cause you could have literally your soulmate behind that curtain. Um, or you could have someone that just, what, what's happening here? Right. You turn it to fucking the scene from the office where he goes on the blind day. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Um, the, it is exciting. I'm there, right? Um, the possibilities are there. Like it's, it, it, it could be new, fresh and exciting, um, I guess the only hesitation that I have, and it's a big hesitation, is that for the most part, in the past two or three years, has anything knocked your socks off when it comes to anything over and above the matches? That's what has me worried. Like we have, again, we could sit here and fantasy book all until the fucking cows come home. But the reality of the situation is, is that it is like, there are plenty of names that we would love to see in a, in a more prominent position and to carry us into the end of this year. But okay. Give you know, give me, give me something that says we're not going to see fucking Sonata again in the main event picture. Right, give me something. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've got him right around the corner, Dave. Well, I know, right? But my sleepwalking his way to another world title shot. Yeah, he does not want. He looks like he's been forced to do it at gunpoint. <laughs> I know. And again, I don't know how he's working with that type of injury uh, that that apparently he has, uh, and he had, and he worked through the entire Wrestle Kingdom match. But but that's that's all I'm saying. Like when you hear me, kind of being hesitant. And kind of being unsure and not willing to commit fully, um, I want to. Don't get me wrong, but there's there's been a lot of evidence to support the fact that uh, cautious optimism is really the way to go. And when we watch these shows coming up, like I I can't stress at least for me. And I really feel like there are a ton of people that are in the same boat, Joel. Like these, there's a lot riding on these shows. It could be a love fest. It could be crying and goodbye and we'll miss you and all that. And I and I think there should be some of that. But we have a fucking opportunity here to to to, to launch something, to make something happen. Look. Here's the bottom line. I would love this sh- for these shows, these new beginning shows, to be the start of something new, fresh, and exciting for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and not a situation of, well, there goes our biggest star. There goes our biggest. There, there it goes. <laughs> Bye. Like. We have to. Yeah. They've got all the tools. They've got all the tools at their disposal. They've got the roster at their disposal. It's just, can they use them correctly? Yes, that's a that's 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 a that's problem number one. That's issue number one. And 
look, like we have an opportunity here. We have, we do. And I, and I, and, and I, I do want there to be a celebration of, of, of his time here, but like I would, I, I would desperately would rather have people talking about what happened in a main event or uh, a post-show angle or something and have that be the chitter chatter. And, and, oh, by the way, yep, this was Okada's last night. I would rather it be that as opposed to, oh, the tears were shed. And he was, you know, the. F- I mean, the, the booking on that night was was good, wasn't it? You had the Okada loving, and then okay, forget that. Here's the next generation. Yes. Here's the future. Rem versus Shota. Let's fucking go. Yes, that did give me some hope because that very easily could have been the main event, right? And you know, you're, you're, it was exactly what I described. Um, yes, that did that did give me a glimmer of hope, Joel. Um, Look, fingers crossed. Am I going to sit here and and kill them if they don't? <sighs> no, I'm not. But boy, do I fucking want it. Like, I really do. And I might just be delusional even thinking that it's going to happen. But And I'm not. And when I say all this, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying fucking he, he, he. You know, somebody kicks out of a rainmaker and, you know, pins the fucking guy clean in the middle of the ring. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying. <laughs> like Ultimate Warrior, no selling the pedigree. Just <laughs> so it takes the rainmaker straight back on their feet. <laughs> right. right. Road Warrior Hawk, no sells a pile driver. Um, no, I'm, that's, that's, and again, please, if you want to make a fucking YouTube clip, please make that. Um, I, that's not what we're saying. What I'm saying is, let's do the loving let's let's all celebrate but on top of that the focus should be on new japan pro wrestling moving forward with something red hot red hot because i really feel like that's the smartest thing to do will they do it who knows all right, we've got two shows to preview then. This is Rose of the New Beginning at Korakuen Hall coming up this Sunday and Monday. So at the top of the card on Sunday, well, actually, let's pick it up from the fifth match, which is Henare versus Gabe Kids. Now, with both of their New Japan futures up in the air, um, you can rest assured these guys are going to go out there and beat the absolute shite out of each other. So circle that one. Do not miss that one because they're going to kill each other and it's going to be great. I hope they both stick around with New Japan uh, and keeping my fingers crossed for that. But I, I'm very, very excited by Henari versus Gabe Kids, and, and I urge you listeners to check that one out yep. as well. Then we've got Jeff Cobb versus Alex Coglin. Then we've got Callum Newman versus David Finlay. And then our main event is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with uh, Francesco Acura and TJP defending their tag titles against Driller Maloney and Clark Connors. So this show, I think, is going to possibly answer some of the questions that we have about the future direction here. So very difficult one to call because I could see... Uh, Clark and Driller winning those titles back and causing more uh, disharmony within United Empire and specifically Catch 2-2. Maybe it's a bit too early to go to that. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is a kind of a weird one because the Wrestle Kingdom match wasn't 
great. Mm. And the coffin match that led into that wasn't great either. So I'm a bit hesitant. Like the, the thing that's going to stop this match from being great, which it should be, there's no, re- no reason it should be. The thing that's going to stop it from being great is shenanigans, uh, specifically TJP shenanigans. If this is all Aswang heavy uh, nonsense, then it's going to lose my interest very quickly. But there's certainly a lot of interesting directions it could go in a narrative sense uh, around Francesco Acura. So, uh, oh, I don't know. I can't decide at all, Damon. I don't know. I'm not going to decide. I have no prediction here. What would be a worst case scenario for you on this match? Because I have a worst case scenario and I also have a ideal situation. No, you go, you go then. Let's hear you. Worst case scenario is uh, there's disharmony in Catch 2-2 and uh, somebody joins the fucking Bullet Club. Like that would be the worst case scenario for me, right? Um, best case scenario would be a title loss and uh, teasing of dissension, teasing more disharmony. Because, uh, and I, again, I kind of treat it like it's it's title changes. Like I like to count title changes and when they happen, and the possibility of okay, nobody's lost the title yet. There's a real good possibility we're going to do it here. And vice versa. Oh, we've had three title changes already on this card. I doubt they're going to do a fourth, right? Uh, And I feel that same way with turns and angles and shit like that. Um, Having planting seeds is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that we don't have a full-fledged turn or angle or anything like that because I don't want it to take away from the possibility of something bigger later in a show, right? Does that make any sense? Uh, yeah, no, I'm following you. Yeah. I mean, like, I suppose the, the thing on the horizon is that cage match in Osaka. So at the end of the day, all these matches are set in the table for that. So yeah. whatever happens here is not going to be the last word on this uh, this war between the two factions. Right, right. But wouldn't it be something if they did turn on them and now they're outnumbered and they have to bring in somebody else to balance out? That would be something. Uh yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be interesting, actually, now you've mentioned that, to look at what the announced teams are for the cage match. So it will be uh, on the Bullet Club side, Driller Clark, Gabe Coglin, and Finlay. And on the United Empire side, it's Akira, TJP, Henare, Cobb, and Osprey. Uh, definitely some wiggle room for things to be shuffled around there. I mean, there are other guys that can step in because of the Great Okan, not in this match, uh, Callum Newman, not in this match. So. Uh, certainly on the United Empire side, it wouldn't stun me if there are some changes to that lineup of five. But, I mean, I know what New Japan are like. They, they're quite conservative and they don't like changing announced cards unless they absolutely have to. So I would lean towards whatever is happening with Catch-T2, it being dragged out a bit longer and the, the final payoff coming with this steel cage match in Osaka on um, February 11th. All, all, all speculation and kidding aside, the fucking talent in that cage match is sickening. And you got guys that are, you know, a lot of those guys have a little chip on their shoulder, right? <laughs> they, they they feel like they uh, they might be uh, overlooked. Pff, ain't, there ain't nobody going to be overlooking a lot of those guys <laughs> in that cage. Uh, this, this, this match has the opportunity to be a a match people will talk about for a, a decent amount of time. You know how great matches kind of come and go in people's heads. You know, it's like super red hot, and then whew, they forget about it. 
like this match, this, this match will, you know, kind of, you know, leaving in the re- you know rear view mirror and a lot of contracts, a lot of, uh, again, a lot of people who feel like they might have something to prove. Boy, we could have some fun here, right? We could have some fucking fun here. Did they mention how they were going to, um, and they may have, and I, I might've missed it or I just forget. Uh, is this like a, uh, 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 everybody in the ring at the same time kind of thing? Is this a, a, yes. Okay. All right, good. I'm, I'm in. I'm up for that. That could be a lot, though. There, there could be a, there could be shit that people miss, <laughs> right? Uh, with everybody in the ring at the same fucking time. That's that's a lot of people in the same ring, right? Uh, okay, they'll figure it out. I have, I have, I have all the faith in the world in them in that cage match. I'm uh, to me, you know, between that and and Zach and and Daniel, like those two, fucking. God, that's those those two are going to be fucking stellar. We I, I, and again, do something with it. Fucking do something with it. Uh, and then also, we have the show on Monday, February fifth, um, Coracon Hall. So I'm going to skip straight to the main event here, which is the faction warfare gauntlet match with Lij against Just Five Guys and Bushi Hiromu, Suji Takagi and Naito against Taka Doki. Yuya Taichi and Sanada. So the rules for this are: the matchup begins as a 10-minute, one-four singles match. Winner stays in, loses eliminated, and then the next member joins. If it's a time limit draw, both members are eliminated. When a team is down to their last member, matches have no time limit and entrance order not to be announced beforehand. So all the chat backstage is about uh, generals going in last, but they haven't actually said who the generals are going to be. And there's some quite funny but also quite embarrassing backstage stuff with Sonata and Taichi. So Taichi saying, yep, yeah, Sonata, he's our general. He's going to be the guy. And Sonata saying, uh, no, I don't really want to do that. It should be you, Taichi. And Taichi saying, no, it really should be you. And Sonata saying, no, thanks, mate. Uh, which, <laughs> you know, it, uh, see what I mean about Sonata seeming to, it's like someone is going uh, to force him to, to do all this stuff yeah. and, and be leader. He really doesn't want to do. But he's re- an he wrestles like he's paying off a debt. <laughs> you know, like he owes, like he's got to work a certain amount of dates because he owes somebody money. <laughs> that's that's exactly the, the the feeling, the vibe I get from him. Uh, I mean, I like the concept of the match. I mean, it's something a bit different. Like winner stays on. Um, surely, I mean, this is this has got to be a win for Just Five Guys, and it it's probably got to be Sanada standing tall at the end of this, right? To to give him the momentum going into. Yeah, is it Sapporo? He's going to be defending it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you figure Not he loses the challenging he loses the belt at Wrestle Kingdom. He needs he'll need a little something to to spice him up a little bit, make him more of a threat. Yeah, I would think. All right, <laughs> that's that. Then. Yeah. Look forward to it. Should be fun. Yeah, I mean, all the I think it's going to be good. I I, I do, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, Look, they've already committed to the match, so okay, let's do the right thing and, and give him a little bit more, a little bit more fire going into what I don't think anyone is excited to see. But they're going there, so let's do the right thing. All right. Uh, last question here. Metham95 says, how much longer do you think they'll leave Oiwa in Noah? I think Beefy Boy is ready to come home. Yeah, he's a guy that doesn't really get talked about, but has a, a ton of potential. When do you think we might see Ryoi Hei 
Oiwa come back to New Japan. Would it be too soon to bring him back for these shows? Mm. Um, yeah, I'll just let him cook a bit longer in Nara, okay. I would say. All right. All right. We'll give Pickering some fucking talent he can he can watch. <laughs> <laughs> Loves us. Yeah. Can't get enough of us. We're pro we're pro New Japan, baby. That's fine. Yeah. That is fine. All right. Uh, that'll do it. So if you want to throw some appreciation to oh uh, what, what? Right, no, I'm not gonna read that. No. What's wrong? No, there was a question saying anything on the upcoming tour that could be a sleeper hit from Red Bear Hugh. I'm expecting Kid versus Hinari to be a hell of a fight. Should have read that earlier, but I didn't, but yes. Kid versus Hanari. If you're going to walk away from this podcast excited about anything, it should be that. Okay, right. Um, let's get out of here then. So redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. If you want to make a donation. Um, hey, if you do make a donation, let's say, I don't know, five US dollars per month. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Send us your receipts and we might hook you up with something nice. Yeah. Not, not promising anything, but just, just throwing that out there. Um, at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast. That's where you can buy t-shirts. Thank you, Editor Dan, who's on Twitter at LousyHero219. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye. Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography.